Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Today on the Aviation Mentors, we're discussing the proper way to communicate at non-towered airports. Everything always comes back to safety, of course. And airports that are uncontrolled give you and the other pilots the full responsibility to keep themselves and each other very, very safe. Talking at non-towered airports is extremely important because otherwise you're not going to know where anybody's going to be at. Yeah, and I think most pilots have flown to airports that don't have towers and have that experience where you just don't know who's there because no one's talking. Sometimes you see people, you know, either if it's they're taxiing or they're even taken off and you just don't know they're there. And I've flown to quite a few non-towered airports and it's always exciting because you really just never know what to expect. And first off, these non-towered airports, they're considered to be class golf or class echo airspace. And class golf airspace is uncontrolled. There's no tower, no ATC, and it's usually from the ground to 700 or 1200 feet AGL. And class echo airspace is controlled airspace, typically starts at about 1200 feet AGL. And even further, every time we talk about, you know, flying untowered airports, it also applies to airports where the tower closes at a certain time. Pretty much turns the airport from a controlled towered airport into a pilot controlled airport. And regardless of the airspace, non-towered airports are responsible for a higher rate of runway incursions than towered airports. These pilot-controlled airports, the pilots are usually relying on other pilots to tell them where they are, what they're doing, who they are, and what they're planning on doing. And there's proper procedures and proper phrases, and all these things are extremely important to follow, even without ATC watching over you. And the most important thing to keep up is your radio calls. And you should be making these radio calls on the ground, pretty much similar to how you contact ground at a towered airport. And these radio calls should happen before you taxi. And they just let other pilots know there's another active plane at the runway now. And another radio call should happen during your taxi, especially if you're crossing a runway. And another one should happen when you get to the run-up area and you're ready to leave it. And all these radio calls should have a pretty similar format. The name of the airport, traffic, and then your call sign, and then a clear intention. So at a Riverside airport that we're at, when the tower closes, pretty much sounds like Riverside traffic, Cessna 1234 Romeo taxiing from transient parking at the terminal to the run-up 27 via Golf Alpha. And follow it with a pause and wait for any other traffic that could be present to respond because simply just stating your intentions is just not enough. You have to wait for someone else to warn you that they're already there or where you're going to be or where you're going and just kind of let them have that chance to tell you where they're at too. And the most important part is keeping your eyes open. Look around for anyone that could be there, other planes moving or taxiing or in the run-up, especially when you're getting ready to leave it. So keeping your eyes open because sometimes people just don't talk, they don't hear you, pretty much anything can happen. So it's on you to look and avoid. That's all really good information, Carson. Um, One of the things I always do with my students here in Southern California, actually, is I actually pull up a chart. Um, just as you were saying, even non-towered airport or towered airports that uh, a lot of them become non-towered uh, late at night. Airports like LAX or Ontario, just locally around here, uh, they never close or DFW or JFK. Those are big airports that never close ever. But there are some larger airports that do close. Um, and two of them that kind of come to mind and that I always bring up to students is John Wayne, which is SNA, Sierra November Alpha, and Long Beach Airport, which is Lima Gulf Bravo. Uh, those two airports have 
two control tower frequencies charted actually. So if you pull up skyvector.com and you type in KLGB, it'll bring you up towards the the Southern California uh, area of the map. And you can look at it. It says for Long Beach, it says CT-119.4. And then it has a little star there, which means it's uh, it's part-time. Uh, it's not always uh, in use. It has a part-time tower. And then it has a C uh, that's kind of outlined around it. And that C is for the CTAF. And that's the common traffic advisory frequency that we're all talking to uh, each other on at non-towered airports or towered airports that are closed and become non-towered airports, just like these. And then this one in particular also has another tower frequency right after the CTAF symbol, 120.15, and another star there. So it means that it has two different control tower frequencies. And the thing that a lot of people mess up is they don't remember which one is the actual CTAF. They think it is whatever is closest to that C uh, with the outline around it, which is not correct. Um, It follows the frequency that it's using. So in this case, it's 119.4 followed by the star and then the C. So we know that the CTAF is actually 119.4. And the reason why I bring that one up and a different one is because at John Wayne Airport, uh, their common traffic advisory frequency is their alternate frequency, actually. So at John Wayne, it says control tower 119.9. They got a star, so we know it's part-time. And then it's got another 126.8 uh, right after it with another star and then the CTAF symbol. Well, at this airport, 119.9 is typically uh, the common frequency that you use when it's towered. So that's the main frequency that tower uses. They don't use the alternate one that often. but at night, when the tower is closed, they use their alternate frequency as the CTAF. And that's because 126.8 is followed by the CTAF symbol. Uh, so everybody should go look at their maps and check those out. And the reason why I bring this up and kind of talk about it so in depth is because it's a matter of life and death and safety. Uh, if you go into one of these large airports, and Long Beach and John Wayne are both large airports, they're busier than probably a lot of Clash Charlies uh, around the, the U.S., and John Wayne happens to even be a Clash Charlie. But late at night or when the tower is closed, there might be other people flying in, and you want to be able to communicate with them. And since it has two separate frequencies, you want to make sure that you're actually using the proper CTAF. So, Carson, have you ever had problems with that before? Uh, I have had problems. I've, you know, gotten actually pretty upset at a pilot. Um, and I, we both land in the transient part or land parked in the transient parking. And I said, Hey, you didn't make any radio calls. Um, and I was actually already in the pattern and you end up cutting me off. He just went straight to base and he said, Oh, I was, I was on this frequency. And, uh, it turns out it was the wrong frequency that he was talking on. And I was talking on the right one. And, you know, lucky I didn't make that same mistake because it could happen to anybody. But it really is a matter of life and death. If I didn't see him, if, you know, it was a night flight like most of mine are. And uh, I was just lucky I saw his lights at the right time and saw that he was, had entered the pattern ahead of me. But I could have just kept flying and not seen this guy. Yeah, and those are really common things that happen. There's a lot of aviation accidents that happen mostly because people aren't talking on the radio or they're not talking enough. Uh, so make sure that you're talking on the radio and above all, know the proper frequency. Even go double check it, especially if you don't hear anybody uh, talking you might want to double check and make sure that you actually programmed it in right. But some other things that you want to you want to touch on besides just that that frequency, uh, after you do a run-up, you want to look for traffic a little bit more than you would at even a towered airport. Uh, you should always be looking for traffic first and foremost. Uh, but look for traffic on the runway, on the upwind, crosswind, downwind, base, final. 
kind of look all 360 degrees around you. And if you, and if you didn't park in a good spot where you can actually see that, move the plane a little bit if there's no one else around you and try to look for these places. Honestly, it really matters if there's anybody on the runway, anybody's coming on the opposite runway or landing. Those are pretty much the big things. But uh, some people will do just short approaches late at night. I know I will just to get my my stopping goes in sometimes. Uh, so keep in mind, there might be people just landing really quickly and they might not just make a, a full entire traffic pattern. They may just do base to, to final and, and land very quickly. So you never know, but that's why you want to talk. So there are some standard phrases to take off. Uh, there's radio calls for the pattern uh, when you're departing the airport, radio calls for entering uh, the airspace, entering the airport via standard procedures, uh, making sure there's left pattern or right pattern traffic and which one's correct. So those are all things that you really want to go over with your instructor. Uh, we can go into them now, but we'd get into a really long, deep episode about radio communications and um, and what to say and where to say it and all these other things. So I'm not going to get deep into it today. Um, but some some big things that you want to you want to do, especially at non-towered airports, is enter the pattern correctly. You should enter a 45 to the downwind. So most airports are a left uh, left traffic. So you enter a left 45 to the downwind. Um, and I would encourage you to look in the the uh, airplane flying handbook or in the AIM. They both have um, illustrations and they can kind of show you what that looks like. You can also go and Google it and see exactly what it looks like. Uh, but you want to enter the 45 to the downwind. And you can also do the same thing. Some people fly over midfield and then join an immediate downwind. That's technically not a perfect way to enter a pattern. You should really cross like 500 feet above midfield and then enter and then go midfield and then turn around and then enter the the left or the right 45 to enter that downwind. That's the proper way to do it. So you want to make sure that you're entering the airport in a safe way too. And like I said about flying over midfield, uh, if you're flying over midfield, south or north or whatever it is, you're giving that buffer of space of 500 feet above that pattern. So make sure that you do that and make sure you're looking around for people because there's also people that don't talk in the radios at these uh, airports. And it might be out of necessity. They might have an air, airplane that just doesn't have an electrical system and they don't have radios. And they're not actually technically required to use them at non-towered airports. So always keep your head in a swivel and make sure you're looking around for all that traffic. Yeah, something I really never understood is the people that have the radios and just don't talk on them. Um, I, I can't explain why they do it, but some people do, just they don't use their radios. And, you know, it, technically they are not legally required to use those radios, so you really do have to look out for them. Uh, they can be pretty much anywhere. Uh, that's why, you know, a lot of people like to fly into controlled airports and just feel more comfortable there. But another thing to keep in mind uh, as a pilot flying under visual flight rules, whether you have your instrument rating or not, is that there could be pilots flying instrument approaches into your airport. And they usually communicate with ATC and not you until they're pretty much in the pattern. And it's important to know where those approaches are, where they come in at, and kind of look towards that direction when you're flying in and just get a general idea of where they're going to enter the pattern at. And when you're just flying through the pattern, that's kind of where you want to start looking. And you're not going to hear them until it's almost too late sometimes. So you just want to keep your head on a swivel generally in that direction, especially on a nice clear day where you see people doing practice approaches. That's when they're joining the pattern and a little bit less safe for you guys, but look out for them. Whether you're instrument pilot or not, just look up the approaches and, and where they stop. And with the use of ForeFlight, it does make our lives easier when it comes to finding information. If you don't have ForeFlight, then keeping a current chart supplement on you is very important. The chart supplement has information like the pattern altitude for your plane, so make sure you're flying at a standard and correct altitude for that airport 
and that you communicate it with your radio calls. I've seen people that don't really know what the standard altitude is, and it's usually a thousand feet above the airport elevation is a traffic pattern, but not always. Like if you go to Chino Airport, it's was it seven hundred feet, eight hundred feet? Uh, I would have to double check. Actually, I can't remember. It might be sixteen something. Yeah, all I know is it's not a standard thousand feet above. So. It is typically correct, but do you want to play it safe and, and check? Yeah, and actually, depending on what airplane you're flying as well, like I know at Chino Airport, just because you just mentioned that one, if you fly a twin over there, the pattern altitude's 2,000 feet. And uh, you'll notice at a lot of airports, the, the twin or jet pattern is higher uh, because they just go faster and they can normally normally cut them into it a little bit uh, easier. Yeah, so with that being said, it gives you one more thing to keep your head on the swivel of and, and look out for in the pattern is people could be above you. And if you're flying something a little bit bigger, then people could be below you too. And my uh, final piece of advice is that you really want to think about what you say before you say it. And radio time can be hard to get, especially when the airport's really busy. But having that plan for what you want to say kind of prevents you from going, uh, and um, and ah, the whole time that you're on the radio. You take up that space from another pilot that could be using it to tell you urgent information about where they're at. Yeah, it's really important that you try to use proper phraseology and you don't need to say, hey, thank you very much, or, or all these other, other things on the radios. Um, it is nice to say, obviously, we all want to be courteous and good stewards in, in this world, but it's not required. So especially if you're at a, a non-towered airport and there's a bunch of airplanes in the pattern, uh, and I'm doing the uh right now too, and it's just something we do as, as human beings. So you have to be conscious of it and try to correct yourself. You really just want to keep it professional and make sure that that everyone's communicating with you and you know exactly where you're at and what you're doing. And by the way, while uh, we were chatting uh, right now, I looked up on ForeFlight um, the abnormal pattern at Chino and their elevation is 650 feet. And I looked up their pattern and like I said, for multi, it's 2000 feet, but for light aircraft, it is 1400 feet. Uh, so that's less than a thousand at Chino, but generally most airports are a thousand, but make sure you check your, uh, your AFD or chart supplement now. Uh, make sure you check that or check for flight because, and make sure it's updated uh, because things do change. But outside of that, just remember whenever you're, you're flying to non-towered airports, keep your head on a swivel. Keep looking around. Make sure you're checking for all these different uh, airplanes that could be flying around, talking or not talking. It's really, really important that you're trying to stay safe out there. And look up, down, below you, beside you, rock your wings. Look, look, look. I can't tell you enough. Also, make sure you're talking. Talk on every single turn that you do. Uh, when you're going upwind, say, going upwind. If you made a left uh, crosswind, a downwind, base, final, short final. Say short final a couple times. Make sure that if there's anyone around, they know that you're there and they know where you're at. And if you're not at the proper pattern altitude, make sure you tell them what altitude you're at. All these things are really important and it just adds into the safety factor of you flying at that non-towered airport. Yeah, it could be absolutely nerve wracking for pilots that train at a towered airport to fly into non-towered airports and vice versa. And being adaptable and comfortable flying in any type of airport is a key part of becoming a better pilot. And just like Brandon has that favorite book of his, Telling Isn't Teaching, my favorite one is Say Again, Please. And it's just a book about ATC communication, going over the standard phrases that you say, and really just hammering out all the little things. Um, keeping everything standard is a way to keep everybody safe. Everyone's communicating. And don't forget to speak. Um, you know, less is usually more. But when you're flying and talking at a non-tired airport, saying more is usually perfect because you're telling everyone exactly where you're at, what you're doing, and just keeps everyone safe. 
And it's always your job as a pilot to see and avoid, communicate effectively, and do things the right way. So we hope our episode today serves as a good reminder of how to keep yourself, your passengers, and other pilots safe when ATC isn't there to watch over you. As always, if you'd like to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at Mr. Martini Guy for me, or you can reach Carson at Carson underscore AV17. And as a wrap up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride. Thanks, guys.